Welcome to the Heart Vision Podcast. This is your host, Tristan Montoya, and this is episode six, The Spiral Path of Unfoldment. And just before I explain what this episode is all about, I want to just touch on the fact that I have been absent from making podcasts for quite some time. I want to admit I had a little technical difficulty with the platform that I'm using, and I ended up erasing one of the best recordings I think I've ever made, and got a little discouraged after that, and um, went through some personal changes, and uh, moved houses uh, here in Guatemala, in the town that I live in, and one thing led to another, and I went through a deep personal transformation, and began to go through some internal shifts, and um, needed some time for myself, and I certainly could have um, made some podcasts during that time and really updated people with my process, but I felt like it was a very sacred experience that I was going through, and rather than share it play by play, I just wanted to integrate and assimilate everything that came through and then speak from a much more inspired, grounded place, a really heart-centered place. So this is the Heart Vision Podcast, and as I always say, your true nature is always calling you home. And what I've really, I've been at home, my new home, for for a couple months now, um, in a pretty deep state of isolation. Um, I do this from time to time when I'm called, and it comes, it's a deep internal call that I start feeling, and this time I was just guided to pull back from the community and give myself time and space to really... Uh, let my process unfold, which is what today is all about. So let me just segue right into today's topic. I'm calling this the spiral path of unfoldment. And what that means, I wear a little spiral pendant around my neck, and it's a fossil, and uh, it's a naturally occurring spiral in nature. Uh, It's represented in a lot of things like seashells. And um, it's known in in the math and science communities um, as the Fibonacci sequence. So this is a a symbol that I wear that just basically um, characterizes the path that I've chosen and what I've come to understand about about development and growth. Um, A lot of us get on the personal development path and... Uh, we think that you know there's it's all about goal setting and accomplishment. I talk a lot about doing versus being, and these are two distinctions just to make to to kind of see where what your orientation is towards life. Is it is it a linear uh, orientation where you're just going for to for goals and accomplishment and trying to achieve some kind of status and and power, uh, or is it? Uh, a more feminine path where you're in touch with a natural unfoldment, a natural rhythm uh, to life, where your intuition guides you, you tune into your heart, um, you have times where you're active and taking action, and there's times where you're passive and being and just just spending time being with yourself and maybe maybe in your process. And maybe that's uh, quiet time, time for self-reflection, uh, walks in nature, um, whatever it is that you do, whatever your being time is all about, um, are you really honoring that? First of all, I mean, you know, if you if you're aware of what you do um, to to unwind, to unfold, to be with yourself, to find stillness. If you have this kind of practice, then you know what I'm talking about. If you're on the doing path. And you you feel like being is just a waste of time, and and giving yourself this downtime is is a is is just a a um, 
a way to to kind of spin your wheels, uh, then what you can start to shift into is is this awareness that the path of unfoldment, the spiral path as I as I've come to know it, is really a natural process of of living a life where. Um, nothing's pre-planned, and and if if we think there's a there's a great quote that I used to hear, um, you know, in my twenties, and it and I was trying to figure out my life at that point, and I was looking for a, you know, my purpose, and I remember someone saying that if you want to make God laugh, tell him about your plans, and I guess what I came to understand about that is that if we try to make a plan before really understanding how the universe works and how it's unfolding to show us uh, the, the, the divine plan, the master plan, um, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit foolish to, to presuppose that we have it all figured out and that our plan is the one that holds the weight um, in our life. Uh, there is an element of control that uh, most people like to have over their life. Uh, they like, you know, some people get pretty, pretty hyper um, um, controlling about their their diet, their exercise. Uh, we see it a lot in Western society, and more specifically, I was raised American, so I'll speak for myself and my own countrymen. Uh, we get uh, we get very extreme, and I think you know extreme sports probably originated in the states. Um, we do everything to the extreme, and I think it's just a representation of kind of the the overtaxed, overstressed, um, overstimulated uh, lifestyle in the United States. And and so people, when they do a thing, they do it to the extreme. And what happens is it usually causes burnout. And I've, I've been noticing uh, even people in the personal development world who are, uh, by, by society standards, very successful are now saying that, wow, I've noticed that my extreme practices or extreme workouts or extreme diet has been um, having adverse effects on me, and so they're they're now being called to look into their lifestyle and their choices and find the path of harmony. So, as I said, if you're a masculine-driven, uh, doing-oriented person, then obviously your uh, your path may be somewhat extreme and it may be somewhat linear, and you may be uh, goal-focused and all about accomplishment. And that's what does it for you. That's what kind of gives you a sense of fulfillment or even um, just satisfies your ego's desire for recognition. And, and you know, that's you have to just admit to yourself. I mean, I'm, I, I'm in the business of being very, very honest with myself and not, and not having any self-deception. Um, what I know about myself, the reason I'm speaking about this topic, the spiral path of unfoldment, is that I learned that my path was um, unique and that no one else could really tell me how to live my life, although they tried. And I, I had lots of influences from peers to parents to teachers to brothers. And a lot of people wanted to tell me how to live my life and what I should be doing or shouldn't be doing. And all I knew is that I had an internal guidance system and I always knew that the choices I needed to make weren't always going to be popular with other people around me, but I knew I had to make them. Deep down, I, even when I was a teenager, I had a very rebellious spirit 
And I knew that I needed to go against the grain because what people were submitting themselves to didn't feel like freedom to me. And I think freedom is one of my biggest values. Um, I, I actually um, found out my life path number at some point. And my, my number one value or quality is freedom. And so if I follow the path of freedom, then I have to follow my internal guidance system at all times because my soul is the one communicating with me and it's doing it through my heart channel. And it's whispering to me uh, kind of the codes for unlocking the conditioning that's been programmed into me. It's helping me free myself. And if you can relate to that, then you'll, you'll maybe understand that your heart and your intuitive voice and your soul, they're all working in, in harmony to bring you into this, this more um, alive state and more free state. So what we want to do is we want to get in touch with our essence and our divinity and we want to begin to follow this this spiral path it's not linear it's spiral and it's it's going to take you down uh, it's going to take you on a journey that that may not be predictable and that's tough for the ego uh, the ego likes things to be predictable and it likes to be in control and when it's not in control it starts to freak out and that can cause a little bit of an of anxiety the, the anxiety really comes up, and I talk about this a lot, is it, it, the number one thing for the ego is that it, it has a need for approval. And that's really how it measures itself in the world. It, do people like me? Am I enough? Am I doing enough? Am I loved? Am I getting the attention and, and affection from the people that are important to me in my life? And that's a big deal for a lot of people. Not many people have the sovereignty and the inner strength to walk their path and do it um, when it's in conflict with what other people want for them. I am 40 years old, as I've mentioned in some of my podcasts, and that's I only say that because um, I've been on my spiritual path for a little over a decade now, and I had to choose. Um, like I said, I have been rebellious since my teen years, but when I began to walk my spiritual path, I had to make a lot of choices for myself, and I really had to agree to go against um, the mainstream and I had to I had to really go against my what my family wanted for me and family always pulls the card of, of we'll love you if you do what we want and if if you if you do what's what what's normal and and uh, uh, you know um, um, acceptable in our eyes then we'll give you the love and attention that that you that you're needing and because a lot of us don't have a, a firm foundation, a strong self-love foundation, we need that love. There's a part of us that actually needs and craves that love and affection from the people that are related to us and that we grew up with and that, and that are in our life. And so it takes a lot of courage and determination to walk our true path because sometimes you're going to be on your path and it, it feels like it's just you and you may have some friends that that have um that we you know we call these friends like-minded people around us and maybe your friends have similar values and you can share these these conversations and these experiences with them and it's comforting but at the end of the day I don't know about you but I find myself alone quite a bit 
and at the end of the day it's just me and it and i have to resolve these these issues within myself where a part of me is needing that love and affection from outside of me and then i have to strengthen my resolve to go within to touch my core and and really get in touch with my heart and create a strong relationship with my being and my beingness because my beingness is my divinity and my divinity is supporting me and that's the only security that i know and i've come to know this because i've walked this path i don't think as obvious as as it as it sounds that i mean we look everyone's got different belief systems and religions and and Unfortunately, it's not obvious anymore that we're divine beings. I, I go out into the world. I live in a spiritual community, but when I go out into the world and travel or talk to um, people still in the mainstream, still plugged into the matrix, they don't have any idea that they're divine in nature or even what that means. And so they're hooked in to a matrix-like illusion. And they're basically living by a set of rules that have been passed down from generation to generation. And it goes back to the belief that I've talked about a lot. If you followed my podcast thus far, I talk about this main limiting belief, and that is that there's a way things are. And if there's a way things are, then you keep playing by the rules because the fear of going against it would be critical to your existence. And, and by your existence, I mean your identity and your, your place in society. So if you lose that, who would you be? That's the big fear of the ego. Now, if we're going to follow our true spiral path, then you need to muster up the courage. You need to develop the courage to walk your true path. Um, there's going to be an awareness for you, first of all, that something's not quite right in your world. That could be in your outer world and it could be reflecting back to you as, as conflict or um, some kind of trouble or um, difficulty in your life, moving forward, accomplishing your goals. Maybe you're just, maybe life's just not working though and you're trying this linear path. You're trying to be competitive. You're trying to, to walk the, the prescribed path that everyone else is walking and maybe it's just not working for you. Uh, like it didn't work for me. I attempted every everything I could. Success, I was always driven by success and I had ambition to succeed. Uh, but what that did is it actually ran me into the ground. And it, I, I tried everything, in, including personal development courses and books and um, self-help and hypnosis. And I tried all different things to program myself to success. But ultimately, it led me back to my spiritual evolution. What was really happening inside of me was, you know, as, as I've stated before, there's an axiom that we, that we use in hermetics. And uh, actually, this is a Sufi axiom, as far as I know, as, as far as my mentors told me. And that is that your dysfunctional personality is the gateway to the soul. And if I can use myself as an example, then my dysfunctional aspect of my personality was that I constantly and aggressively pursued this material success, which meant status and power and money. And it ultimately led to my demise, which is um, it led me into addictions and depression and deep suffering. And really what it ultimately allowed was an awakening of the spirit within. And so I feel like I've lived two lives. I've lived one where, where I was hopelessly ignorant and unconscious and just pursuing outward outward goals and, and uh, visions of success as prescribed by 
our society, but it's not what my soul wanted. So I was in conflict with, the, with my very nature. So if we go back to our main premise of this podcast, it's that our true nature is always calling us home. So no matter what we do on this path, if we do choose to walk the linear path for a while and we try all the material accomplishment and we go out in the world and live this uh, humdrum existence where you're just like everyone else and you're walking the, the path of high school to college, college to job, you know, job, to, and then you, you go from career to career path and then uh, one day you retire and and then you, you 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 travel you know in your in your 60s with the money that you've saved and you live a meager existence because you you want to make sure you have enough for to last your whole life i mean this is what people do and it, it's definitely the world that i came from and there's a lot of fear built into that because you, all of your security has now come from your own personal effort at uh saving money, getting a pension or, or a retirement plan, and uh, making sure that, that you've got every, all your ducks in a row so that you're taken care of. Now, what this negates is the fact that the universe will support you. And here's the, here's the real catch here. Here's, the, here's the, the interesting piece. What I feel, what I, in, in my experience, we can trust the universe when we're on our true path. But if you're not walking your true path, how do you have any faith that the universe will support you? The universe, which, which means our soul, that, that spirit inside of us that's connected to everything throughout all time and space, that part of us is seeking expression. So the divine is seeking to express itself through us. We're the vehicle. Our body is the vehicle. Our soul is housed in this body. And through us, the divine can express itself creatively. So what that means is that when I chose to engage with this spiral path of unfoldment, this, uh, this alternative path for myself, I, all, I, I started to feel the flow that, that was possible when I just opened up to synchronicity and, and started noticing that something mysterious was beginning to guide my life. And I found, those, I found a series of synchronicities um, at the very beginning of my path that basically led me to believe that if I began to take more steps in the direction of this unknown path that seemed to be calling me forward, then more synchronicities, which is to say more magical uh, occurrences would begin to happen, and they did. And my life is basically a series of of connected events that happen when I pursue my highest path, my highest calling. So I chose to answer the call, and what your choice is now is to basically answer the call in your life and begin to decide for yourself which path you're going to walk, the prescribed one that the, the, the mainstream is following and that, that they say is true and will lead you to you know the, the pile of gold that awaits you. Um, if you buy that line that um, the way it's always been done is the way you need to do it, then you're negating the fact that there's a unique path for you and there's a unique soul expression that can only come when you walk the spiral path of unfoldment. Now, the thing about the, the spiral path is that um, it is feminine in nature and it is, um, I'm going to talk about some distinctions that I came up with. I was 
really meditating on this idea because this this idea of the spiral path has come to me in certain synchronicities. Um, I've been guided through consecutive numbers to to look up what those mean, and I've I've had different. Uh, I'm a word person. I'm a word guy. So when different when certain phrases pop up in my in my in my experience. I tend to pay attention and so the word spiral path started showing up for me and while I'm used to what the spiral represents and I have several symbols around the house and on my altar representing the spiral in the Fibonacci sequence, for me it means growth and it means kind of a natural evolution and the Fibonacci sequence, um, it basically represents the fact that when we engage in our true path, our, our growth path, there will be a period at the at the beginning in the beginning stages where the growth is somewhat incremental and you're not going to jump from a to z right away you're going to follow a certain trajectory it doesn't have to be linear but you can't cheat the system and what i see a lot of people doing is in in today's world today's modern world we've got a lot of clever people out there we've got a lot of brainiacs out there from um uh, what's this guy's name who uh, who founded Bulletproof? Um, you've got the Tim Ferrisses and the Bulletproof guy, and um, you've got all these people who have become masters of efficiency and masters of 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 the they they're masterminds. I mean, their minds are are working overtime to basically come up with with what they call life hacks or body hacks or health hacks or you know, energy hacks. Um, what what a lot of people are plugged into right now is this idea that, that we can cheat the system. We can override the natural laws of growth and we can make ourselves smarter by introducing supplements and um, different uh, chemicals into our body. Um, a lot of people are, are, are taking these, um, these nootropics and things like that and um, you know, a lot of people are, are doing these, like I said, extreme workouts, but some people have even hacks for how to build muscle faster, how to lose weight faster, how to boost your metabolism. Um, there's all kinds of hacks for just about every area of our life. And it's all done. It, you know, when I tune into people like this, it's always done by these very clever people who think they've really figured out the universe and they've they, they don't have to pay attention to the natural laws of the universe because, because through their clever mind, they've devised a way to cheat the system. Now, I don't mean to be insulting. Some of these people have, have methods and, uh, that maybe work for them, and maybe it works for other people. But what I'm suggesting is that in my experience, what I've seen is that these methods will only last for a certain time. That there's a, They will expire at a certain point, and this, this person will eventually be led back to the spiral path because essentially they're still on the masculine driven linear path. They're, they're thinking there's some end goal, there's some destination I've got to get to and the quicker I get to it, the better off I'll be. If I can get the muscle faster, if I can get the woman faster, if I can get the, the big bank account faster, if I can get the, uh, the, the, the higher metabolism faster, then everything will be better. And then I can have my, my goals and then I can be more accomplished and then I can be uh, recognized in the community. So it's all ego driven. And when we think we can outsmart the universe, 
what I've found in my experience is that the universe will always humble us because we are the we are, we we may be the microcosm of the macrocosm meaning the entire universe is represented inside of each one of us but we're also a drop in the ocean to kind of humble ourselves you know the ocean is consciousness and we're just a drop in in the ocean and to think that we can override the natural flow the ebb and flow of the universe and the way things um naturally operate um it's absurd. It's, it's, you know, a tree doesn't force itself to grow. It just grows naturally. And it has a, it has a natural amount of time that it takes for a tree to grow. A tree doesn't cheat nature and try to grow faster than it's able to. A tree can't grow fruit any faster than the natural process. Um, everything in nature has a natural process. What we've done as human beings is we've decided when we became civilized um, and and began to join this modern society uh, we decided that we weren't part of nature I mean we started living in concrete buildings we started wearing rubber soled uh, shoes and we stopped connecting to the very earth that sustains us we live very artificial lives some people live in high-rises with uh, air conditioning and their windows are sealed tight and you know they have they don't not even exposed to the natural elements anymore, and so we we're glued to screens and devices, and uh, we have all these different waves, you know, going through our house with Wi-Fi and and telephone signals and um, all those things, and it's cut us off from our natural, um, our true divine nature. It's it's cut us it's cut us off from being in touch with that part of ourselves. Uh, that that is part of nature. So I want to get back to uh, the main premise here, and the main premise with with the 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 uh, spiral path of unfoldment is that walking your true path isn't easy, but it's necessary. And I think you'll find this to be true. This is how unfoldment happens. When, when you begin to honor your true path, you begin to unfold naturally. And all the unfoldment will give you the lessons that you need in order to evolve. As I said, you can't cheat your own evolution. There's simply a process of evolution, and you can choose to engage with it, or you can resist it. If you resist it, most likely you're going to go into control mechanisms. You're going to overcompensate for the natural aspect of your unfoldment, and you'll start to decide how it is and decide what you're going to submit to and what you're not going to submit to. And there's a, it, the ego can be a bit of a tyrant and the ego doesn't like to be dominated. So why would it submit to the universe? Why would it, why would it take on willingly these feminine, this feminine uh, way of being? Why would it do that? And, and the answer is, is it won't unless it sees value in that. The ego will come into agreement with the higher self. But what we're needing to do is just we're needing to calm our, 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 our egoic nature. And we do that because if we recognize the ego as, as the wounded child, then we just have to understand that the ego is really just acting out from its own pain. The own it's the pain that it's taken on through life, the through its experiences, through its relationship with the world and with others, and it's kind of operating from a wounded 
aspect. There's a wounded aspect to the to the ego. It's wounded by a belief that it took on, that it's not good enough, that it's not lovable. And it begins to act out in the world, trying to overcompensate for the very sense of, of lack or uh, incompleteness that it has. Now, if you're aware of that, then you can stop repeating this insane cycle of trying to to uh, conquer life through accomplishment. And you may submit to the forces of your being, which is a feminine stance where you become more receptive and, and you soften and you become more open and willing and malleable so that the universe can can work with you. You know, um, what we're doing is we are beginning to honor the strength and the depth of our being and this natural creative energy uh, that's that that's inside of us. It is sometimes it's it's there's it's sexual in nature, and so the the masculine part of us, if we're driven by the masculine part of us, then the 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 masculine sexual nature can can be all about conquest and domination and taking and 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 getting you know in an unnatural way in a forceful way but the receptive side of us when we're in touch with our sexual nature because sexual creative energy is actually a thing and if we harness our sexual creative energy and use it consciously and channel it towards um, our awakening and, and our expression then it can actually be a very healthy thing um, so in order to use that sexual energy, we actually have to have an open heart as well. We have to be, a, we have to evolve from out of our lower three chakras and open at the level of the of the heart chakra, which is our fourth chakra, and begin to tap into our intuition and the the the, the voice that's guiding us into this new way of living. If you can do that successfully, and you can make it a practice to to connect with your own heart, then what you're going to find is that life will put you on a new trajectory. And this process, this, this, this unfoldment will begin to happen where you're guided to have the experiences that your soul is needing uh, for, this, for its own expression in this lifetime. Now, what may come through this, what I'm suggesting is that if you follow this natural path of unfoldment, then you're actually following a divine life plan, as I like to call it. You can call it whatever you want, but I just think of it as as kind of the, the ego's got a plan and then there's a divine life plan. The divine life plan suggests that you're surrendering to life. You're allowing life to live through you. There's there's plenty of people that have come before us that are talking about this. We There's many, you know, I like to honor the people that have come before us that have shown us that surrender can be can actually lead to more success than you've ever dreamt of. Michael Singer is a great example of this. Uh, Michael Singer is an author and spiritual teacher that lives in um, uh, Florida, northern Florida, like Bridgewater or Clearwater. I'm not sure the, of the town. Uh, but in any case, uh, he's written two books. One's called The Untethered Soul, and then the other is, is called The Surrender Experiment. And these are two examples uh, well, Michael Singer is one example of a person who lived to surrender as a lifestyle and then wrote the wrote his autobiography and really spoke to the fact that 
life was seeking to live through him and it was a bigger life than he ever understood was possible and it didn't lead him down a linear path at all he jumped around from from career to career and they were seemingly unrelated he had a construction business first he was a university professor then he then he started a construction business then he jumped into software design and ultimately he created a software company that evolved into a 400 million dollar company and he became CEO at the same time he was he was living in a cabin in the in the woods of northern florida and and a commu- a spiritual community uh started to grow around him as people were attracted to to his his um you know his peaceful way of being and his 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 meditation practice uh started to grow and more people came around and started building houses on his property and eventually they built a spiritual center so he lived his spiritual life but he also lived his business life and his creative life at the same time and unless he surrendered to that lifestyle he never would have had the experiences that he had in his life and what i'm going to touch on now are these are these seven distinctions we'll call them and these just came from partly my intuition and partly just doing a little bit of exploration um poking around on the internet as to what people are saying about this about this term the spiral path it's a relatively new term for me but since it started coming up in my experience i started to check it out mostly what i could find about the spiral path was from sites that that were about uh witches and and the divine feminine and wiccans and uh, all these different terms that would uh suggest sorcery and 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 priestesses and all this ancient kind of uh, ritualistic stuff now i want to take the um the the esoteric out of this conversation i don't i don't i'm not going into the conversations about witchcraft um what i'm basically suggesting is that uh to be whole and healed individuals we have to come into a recognition of both our masculine and our feminine nature it's very obvious that we're living in a male dominated world and most of our world leaders are male and because of the testosterone and the and the egoic will in in these males um there's a lot of there's a lot of discord and 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 lack of harmony in our world and a lot of wars being fought and a lot of power struggles that's an obvious result of a masculine dominated uh world or or society that's driven by world leaders who are still operating out of this out of their masculine side with very little uh, attention or respect to the to their feminine nature now if we're following now each of us has our own choice whether or not we live in a masculine dominated patriarchal society each of us has our own choice and we can begin to live our own path and walk our own path now what i said was that it's not always going to be easy but it's necessary it's necessary for your own development it's necessary for your own happiness it's necessary for your own like peace of mind and really what do you have to lose and that's a tough question because the I, there's very real consequences and you may it may mean that you're going to lose the temporary affection and attention and maybe even what you consider love from the people in your life but you have to look at the at the quality of love that you've been receiving is it conditional or is it unconditional is it based on how you're acting or is it or or no matter what you do in life will those people still love you and accept you and cherish you so really 
you know, when we when we move, um, part of the lesson that I've been going through lately is moving, oh, distancing myself a little bit from my from my blood relations and moving into finding and aligning with my soul family. Because what I'm becoming greatly aware of now is that I have a, a much bigger life mission that that is now seeking to express itself through me. And I need to have those alliances in place with my soul family so that we can begin to co-create together in harmony and join in into this uh, unified field of energy where we're all allowing our highest expression to come through our channels and manifest on the earth plane. Now, I've just said a, a that was kind of a complicated sentence. I hope you understand what I just said. We're just allowing our natural expression to come through and we're doing it in a community. That's basically the, the layman's version. And if we're living in a harmonious community and everyone's supporting each other to have their own creative expression and to bring their gifts forward and to, to give in a spirit of service, then we're serving the world's needs too. And and this is ultimately good for all of us. So there's no um, there's no downside to this other than the fact that, that you're going to upset certain people in your life because mainstream society isn't ready to change yet. I mean, it's happening. There's a conscious awakening happening on this planet that can't be denied at this point. Just look around, open your eyes. If you're still veiled in ignorance, then then wake up, look around you. Um, is it normal? You know, one a, a woman I know, and I used to live in Mexico, and uh, I had a host family when I lived in Oaxaca when I was a teenager, and I was right out of high school, and um, I've kept in touch with that family, and one of the um, the the women in the family just posted uh, some facts about Mexico and the the hashtag was this is not normal and no es normal in Spanish and the hashtag was just suggesting that it's not normal that there's uh, that women and children are, are being killed every day in Mexico every single day it's something like five uh, women and children are being killed per day um, there's a there's an obscene percentage of women who have been sexually assaulted and you know, there was one more fact that I can't remember, but all of these these three facts put together uh, represented a real dysfunction in a country like Mexico, where you know a lot of the people are just good, hardworking people that love life and love their families, and and um, you know there's so much rich culture and and heritage in Mexico. Where did this come from? Why is there so much killing and 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 abuse? Where did it come from? Why do we accept it as normal? There's a part of our psyches that isn't well, and this is the ego sickness. And when we admit that there are things in our world that aren't normal and we no longer agree to them, then we can change them. So instead of changing things at a at a at a societal level, at an institutional level, at an organizational level, let's just start with ourselves. How about that? Let's take responsibility for ourselves and start to do the inner work and just really, when I say inner work, let me break that down even more. That just means take responsibility for your feelings. Take responsibility for how you feel moment to moment, day to day, and start to address the feelings inside of you. Start to address the way you feel and start to give yourself what you need, whether it's time to, to, to name these feelings and 
feel these feelings and process these feelings and work with the inner pain that's coming up because there's always going to be pain associated with your memories. Nobody can avoid that. If you're an adult, then you've got all the pain from your childhood, teen years, 20s, 30s, and whatever age you are now. The pain involved with bringing up um, th- thoughts and memories from your unconscious is that it there will you know as as one author says self awareness is painful so it, there will be pain when you begin to to have self awareness of how you've been deluding yourself how you've been cloaked in ignorance for so long how you've been avoiding. Uh, your real self, your true self, and your true path. So when you submit to the forces of your being and you let things begin to flow into your natural, your true nature, as I always say, your true nature is calling you home. The question is always, are you listening? Are you following? Are you taking small steps in the direction that it's pointing you towards? How do you know? Like I said, it, with, with my path, it began with synchronicity, just little synchronicities that started to alert me to a different path. A more, you know, that, that's, that path started to look a little lighter, a little softer, a little brighter, um, a little more exciting. And it started to, to get, um, you know, activate something inside of me. And that was, the, that was the spirit awakening inside of me. And when the spirit awoke inside of me, I began to give myself permission, and now I'm going to get into the seven distinctions. The first one is movement. So I began to take bold action, and that allowed me to deviate from the norm. My movement was based on these inner nudges, these, these, this, this excitement that was going on inside me that was pushing me towards a life that was different than the one I was living. In the hero's journey, they call this the, the departure. You depart from the normal life and you begin to seek the life of adventure. For me, this movement was critical because um, I, had, I had a choice. Uh, I was being shown a linear path, a prescribed path that a lot of my uh, classmates and um, brothers were taking. And there was a lot of societal pressure to follow that, that straight and narrow. Follow the linear path. Don't divert. Um, this is the path that everyone walks and you have to do this in order to get this. You have to have a college education in order to get a job. You have to stay in your, your job for you know, year after year so you don't have any breaks in your resume because you don't want to, in case you lose your job, you, don't, you'll, you won't be able to get another one unless you, you have consistent work history. There's all these things that keep us in the linear um, model. And it's all fear-based. And so the bold action at the beginning, when you begin to tap into this movement that's necessary, you have to begin to move laterally or backwards or forwards or whichever way you're, you're being guided. You have to take those steps. And it may not always be uh, the, the logical thing to do uh, your, or the rational thing, I should say, because your rational mind is going to say, hey, that doesn't make sense. That's not on the linear path. That's not on the prescribed path. That's not what everyone else is doing. And you've got to be smart enough to begin to listen to that inner drive, that inner voice that's guiding you towards something slightly different, something that feels right to you, but it, on the surface it doesn't, it doesn't seem right because not everyone else seems to be doing something else. But your feelings are now telling you that there's something else available for you. So number one is movement. And the second distinction that I want to bring up is this idea of, of your divinity. Now, 
divinity just to jump into divinity right off the bat is probably a lot for you. You know, everyone has a religious idea of what the divine is, and it's a, it's a it's an angry god that lives in the sky, and a white man with a beard that you know that judges us and persecutes us for our sins. Um, but you know, if you're if you're listening to this blog, if you're listening to people like me, or, or you know, I mean, come on, like we we don't need to have this archaic idea of of an anthropomorphic god in the sky that has you know these these qualities of human um we're talking about a true divine nature a creative spirit and that exists in each of us um so as i said in the beginning we we have the the ability and the possibility to really express that divine nature now our only the only requirement to to, to express your divine nature is come into awareness of something other than your identity uh, running your life. And if your identity and your ego is not running your life anymore, and it's not dictating uh, everything you need to do, it's not being the tyrant that's that's keeping you bound to a, a, a limited, average, mediocre existence, then you begin to intuitively come into awareness of your true guidance leading you towards something bigger. So, so number two is divinity slash intuition or intuitive ability. Um, you're coming into awareness of your, of your intuitive nature, which means you're connected to your heart. Now, the um, number three is, is going gonna, is gonna to relate to the natural rhythms of you being connected to your, to your intuition. If you're connected to your intuition, now you're listening to your intuitive natural rhythms. You're, you're part of nature. So if you're connecting to your true nature, then everything, if you're the microcosm of the macrocosm, then everything that's going on planetarily, um, all the cycles of the, the moon, if you pay attention to these things, I've gone into some deep studies around this and just finished a course um, with my yoga school um, based around the planetary cycles and based around, we can actually predict, uh, each of us has a particular um, path and we can actually find out through our birth date and through some configuration, we can actually find out which period we're in. And so there are certain periods uh, where we're more active and you know, being, um, being more proactive in our lives and taking, taking steps towards um, manifesting and creating things on a physical plane. And then there are times, there are periods where we'll be more restful, more introspective. And there'll be times when, when we're lean and then times when we're, when we're uh, taking in more. We're, we're taking in more food, more oxygen, more, uh, more stimulation. So there's, there's an ebb and a flow to everything. And knowing your natural rhythm and what's natural for you in any, at, at any given period in your life, any, any, different, every, any given cycle in your life, that helps you to know uh, what to give yourself and what you're needing. Of course, it's going to come through your intuitive channel. If you're feeling um, really low on energy and just not not feeling like engaging with people because it's you're just finding that it's ex incredibly draining. Um, this happened to me. Um, I happened to be. Uh, I found out I was in my moon cycle um, for December and January, and it just so happened that. Uh, those were the two months where I really needed to be more isolated and I needed to pull back from the community and I needed to give myself that space 
to just be with myself and my thoughts and connect to my heart and have my spiritual practice and eat well and take care of myself. And, uh, you know, I'd, I'd swim in the lake and I'd go for hikes in nature. But I didn't engage with a lot of people because I didn't want to get into the confusion and into the, the, into the mass consciousness. So that was what I needed. And I was in tune to, that, to my body's natural rhythm and my soul's rhythm and what I was needing at that time. So number four is flow. And flow is really uh, the ability. So because I followed my natural rhythm and I gave myself that time I needed um, to rest and recuperate my energy and also strengthen myself at my core by creating a strong relationship to my heart and my, my divinity and my, my divine nature, uh, what I knew after that was that I'm a powerful spiritual being and I can take I can take action in the direction that I choose to go and now because I'm being guided by my heart uh, I'm being guided and pushed into a much bigger life that's that's awaiting me and I can feel it coming through and I'm allowing it to happen I'm surrendering now to a bigger life and so flow for me really suggests the internal freedom that I now have and that I can feel to walk my true path and go in any direction because I've done the inner work, I've really healed my emotional body and there's, no, no, there's nothing inhibiting me or restricting me from walking my true path. So now I can experience flow, I can experience um, things coming to me easily because there's, no, there's not as much resistance. We always encounter some resistance. It, it tends to build up as, we, as life gets bigger and we take on more and more responsibility and more, uh, we, we exercise and practice our abilities more and more. Yeah, there's always going to be a point where our mind says, wait a minute, that's not comfortable. Wait a minute, I haven't experienced that yet. And as my business grows and, I, and I, I've, I've taken on an assistant and I've, um, I'm, I'm starting to expand out and build courses, um, this is a new, I've always had a private coaching practice, but I haven't always been so visible online. And so now I'm growing and I'm, I'm coming up against new resistance because this is new territory for me. So what I'm trained to do as a coach and as, as a transformational artist is to immediately recognize where that resistance is coming up and then relax into it, surrender into it, come back to flow by coming back to faith coming back to what I call the art of allowance, just allowing the feelings of resistance to be there, exploring the fears, understanding where that's coming from, feeling it in my body, and, and just relaxing into those feelings, into the locating where it is in my body, just being with it, not judging it, just letting it be there, and then shifting out of it, coming back to my heart qualities of trust and surrender and faith and those things that are guiding me forward. So when I come back into the energy of love and the energy of enough and the energy of support, uh, then I have everything I need and I can step forward. So allowance is number five and allowance is really being open to what life is offering you and accepting things as they are and not creating that resistance by having a problem with whatever life's bringing you. Um, One of the things that Um, Michael Singer talks a lot about in the surrender experience is giving up your personal preferences. And so allowance or radical acceptance is really going to come from uh, giving up the the parts of your mind, the parts of your personality that that say this is good, this is bad, I like this, but I don't like that. I'll take this, but I don't want that. And it's deciding in advance what you'll accept. 
about uh, and and if your path is truly a path of unfoldment then you really just have to to give in i mean you really you really just have to give in or you're going to cause yourself more suffering and more struggle on this path if you're struggling you know you're in the ego if you're flowing you know you're in spirit you know you're 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 and in spirit as wayne dyer used to say you know he is inspired means in spirit and so if you're living the path of inspiration then you're living the path of in spirit you're in spirit you're 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 allowing your intuition to come through and you're allowing yourself to be to be guided by something bigger than you and bigger than your own idea about what you what you think is good and right for your life so practice this surrender quality practice this allowance of just being open to what life is offering you and it's life is opening you up it's it's asking you to grow and expand and that's going to lead us into uh, our next quality, which is capacity. So your your capacity. One of I I've written a um, not to be confused with these seven distinctions, but I've created a um, a small ebook called the Eight Secrets of the Heart, and one of them has to do with capacity. And I I talk about this. Uh, the secret is actually that capacity. Your capacity determines your availability. So your availability to walk this true path is really is really hinging around your capacity, your internal capacity, your heart capacity, your ability to hold this bigger vision in your consciousness, right? Because if you're walking the spiral path of unfoldment and you're not taking all these, you're not cheating your way through life with all these life hacks, because I'm telling you, you go explore life hacks. You do all the life hacks you want. Buy the books, take the courses, listen to these guys that that tell you how to cheat life and women. I don't mean to say it's just men who do this, but I've seen more men talking about life hacks than than women. You know, try it. See how it works. And if it works long term for you, then keep doing it. But what I'm here to suggest is that there's a natural path of unfoldment and it's the spiral path and it has to do with your own capacity and if you study the Fibonacci sequence you'll realize that it starts in in a, in a very um, incremental manner you start to grow incrementally and then little by little when you add the two numbers together you add one and one and that makes two and then two and one and then that makes three and then uh, and then basically you start the, you start adding the two previous numbers together and then the numbers grow and grow and grow and grow and and before long when you're adding these two numbers together you get exponential growth and what happens when you have exponential growth is your you you it suggests that you now have more capacity so it's hard to apply you know a lot of scientists i was doing some reading about this a lot of scientists um just poo poo the whole fibonacci sequence and the whole fibonacci theory because and they say you can't apply it to humans but i think you know in, in my experience i i wear the the spiral around my neck and for me it's a perfect reminder that i can't cheat the the natural laws of growth and that i'm growing along natural lines and when i try to jump from the inside uh, incremental growth to the exponential growth before I'm ready, I can't hold that reality in my consciousness. So if we try to grow too fast, if we try to go from zero to hero overnight, um, is that true for you? Is that natural for you? Because if it's natural, you'll keep that reality. If it's unnatural, you won't keep that reality. And you'll begin to experience problems with the very thing that you wanted. And if you're just willing it into being, into existence through your egoic will, which is located in your solar plexus, 
then you've just exerted control over the universe. You've just, you've just overridden the universe's natural ebb and flow and said, I want it now. I'm not willing to have patience. I'm not willing to allow the natural uh, flow of, of things, uh, of, of, of um, co-creation with the universe to bring it to me. I, I want it now. And so I'll, I'll cheat the system and, and I'll, I'll override it and, and I'll bring it into my experience now. So if you do that before you have the capacity to hold it, you may just find that it'll slip through your fingers. And I found that to be true in my own life. And so now I just trust that there's a natural process and that I'm uh, either willingly participating or actively resisting. So it's really up to you how you want to approach life and what orientation uh, you want to show up with because there's there's a there's a way to flow in life and then there's a way to struggle through life if you're done with the struggle orientation the egoic orientation maybe you'd like to try the creative orientation maybe you'd like to try the flow path so opening up to your unfoldment and walking the spiral path is really opening you up to the last distinction that I want to make, and this would be number seven. And this is your creativity. This is your natural creative self. By, by engaging in the creative orientation, you get to open up your creativity. And creativity is going to look a lot like your expression. It's going to look, it's going to look like, like what does your soul energy want to express in this life? When you get in touch with your soul energy, your essence you begin to notice, like, first of all, whatever age you are, I don't care if you're a teenager or in your 30s or 60s or whatever, the fact is, is that you've probably, at this point, developed some skills and abilities and talents. And whatever those natural skills, abilities, and talents are, that's usually the lines along which the universe will use to express your creativity and and if you follow these natural lines of expression and use the, 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 the abilities that are already ingrained in you, they're already natural to you, um, then you, you begin to create in a more effortless way. And, and I think it's beautiful the way this unfolds. If you're truly walking the spiral path, you'll realize that all these things come together at some point. Um, I, always, I always like to quote Steve Jobs because there's, there's, this quote really does speak to uh, the spiral path. He says, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect the dots looking backward. And if you understand this quote, then you'll understand that there's going to be a lot of circumstances in your life that, that don't quite make sense. Why did I do this? Why did I do that? Why did I take this job? Why did, why did I get laid off? Or why did I break up with this person? Or why did I move states? Or, you know, why? There's all these things that aren't going to always make sense and they're not going to be linear. If you're walking the, the spiral path of unfoldment, then your life may be a series of disjointed experiences. Uh, that to you, to the logical mind, don't make sense and don't seem to be the trajectory that would lead a person to the, the material success and status that they think they need. But if you're walking your true path and letting life unfold and give you the experiences that your soul came here to experience, then you're going to find at some point that all the things that you've done up to now have prepared you for this natural expression. You know, I, I used to work in the restaurant business 
And by watching uh, chefs prepare food and working in catering and hotels, um, I got very good at, at um, receiving guests and, and I got very skilled in uh, hospitality is one of my strong points and um, preparing and hosting, uh, preparing food and hosting events uh, comes naturally to me now. Working, um, I can quickly prepare plates of food for large amounts of people and present things very artfully and tastefully. And this has all come in handy because now I'm getting into the into the business of, of running retreats and events and even sacred ceremonies with plant medicine. And all these things are now... Uh, it's now showing me how I've developed along certain lines to have certain talents that in a weird way wouldn't have made sense. It, the, the, the hotel and restaurant background doesn't seem to make sense with a life coaching training, but they all make sense because now I'm being shown that my bigger vision is unfolding and requires me to be well-versed in a lot of different areas, receiving people, hosting events, preparing food. You know, it's all related hospitality is a big part of service and now I'm in the service to others business it just happens now instead of uh, serving in a restaurant I'm serving people and you know in their own transformation and awakening so it all comes full circle if you can trust the path and walk the spiral path of unfoldment it's it's like I said I'm gonna end with this um, walking your true path isn't easy but it's necessary and this is how your unfoldment will happen. So take that into mind, into consideration, and really challenge yourself to walk the spiral path of unfoldment. And when the going gets tough, go within. Go within and really just develop that courage, that resilience, that stamina um, to keep going and to, to really be true to yourself. Because I promise you, if you don't find your own self-expression and you don't explore your own creative potential in this life, you will never truly be happy. And no one else can make you happy. You can surround yourself with all the loving friends and family that you want, but if you're not self-expressed and you're not activating your creative potential, you won't ever truly be happy. Explore that. Don't take my word for it, but explore if that's true for you and if that resonates for you. And then when you're ready, when you're willing, because it always takes willingness and it always takes responsibility to look at your true feelings and what you really want for yourself and in this life, it's going to take a, a big shift into walking your true path. And it may mean uh, that your life is going to look different than it looks like now. But I promise you, from from my own experience and from many colleagues and, and peers that have walked this path, it's the most fulfilling path that you could possibly take. And it may not always make sense. And it may be full of, of, of some tears and frustration at times because you won't always understand why you're having the experiences that you're having. It doesn't make logical sense. But all of the all of the breakdowns, and I've had them all. I've had many breakdowns and many many points of despair. But all of those points, all of those periods of despair and going inward, and even being frustrated, are preparing you and making you stronger and more resilient to walk this true path and to experience the highs and the lows. And then you'll never be afraid of hitting the lows because you know that you can get through it. So it's toughening you, it's strengthening you, it's preparing you. This is the true path. Uh, this is the, the path of unfoldment. And I, I truly believe from my own experience that this is how our souls unfold and develop in this lifetime. And if, if more of us 
walk this path, I think we will create a beautiful world of self-expressed individuals that are ex- achieving their, their, their wildest dreams uh, and they're doing it in such an unconventional way that it'll, it'll, it'll inspire more people to, to live the unconventional life and not the prescribed conservative life that many others have agreed to. And it does always come down to an agreement. So let's agree to disagree with the mainstream and let's begin to walk our true path, the spiral path of unfoldment. My name is Tristan Montoya. This is the Heart Vision Podcast, Episode 6. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you'd like to make some comments, you can do so in the Anchor app and you can send in messages, short messages and questions if you have any questions for me. Um, otherwise, you can find me on Facebook at Heart Vision Coaching. That's my Facebook business page or Tristan S. Montoya on Facebook. I'd love to hear from you. Get in touch. Let me know what you enjoyed about the show. And until next time, we'll see you. Take care.